0: Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas. I am your host, AJ Kierens. We are here each and every week bringing you the artists that help bring our favorite beers to life. On this week's episode, it is no different. We have Hal Golson from Wicked Weed Brewing Company in Asheville, North Carolina good old Southern boy. Really excited to speak with Hal and share it with you. When we were starting out the project, I decided to, you know, put all the chips in and go for it. Did a lot of research and it's still ongoing. And in doing so, you know, reached out, had the elevator pitch, shared the idea of what we were thinking, you know, with artists uh, and Hal specifically. And when we did that, how was one of the first ones to write me back and he said hey man you know can we uh can we talk on the phone i think basically he was just trying to see if i was you know full of shit or not and it was in the winter time it was you know during one of the one of the storms up here in the northeast and we were just chatting and he was in you know we actually got the phone call you know he was the first one to commit to be part of it and you know, he liked what we were doing he liked what i was you know the intent i think of the of the podcast and what we're trying to do and promote artists and just kind of get some get some information out there about people and look at the cans and bottles a little bit differently and realize that it, it's a it's a wonderful thing so this this one is special because it kind of uh thanks to how many of the great artists that we've had here who've uh, reinforced the the goal and the mission of the 16 ounce canvas. You know, how helped us to, to bring it all together. So, if you haven't seen Wicked Weed, pause the podcast right now, wherever you are. You know, all right, do it. Pause. Wickedweedbrewing.com or just Google Wicked Weed and look at all of the great artwork that Hal has uh, done for them. I think it's great to to know his work and the vision. You can also go to the 16 ounce canvas.com. Click on the interview sections and you'll see the Hal Golson interview and learn more about Hal. See the visuals. Psychedelic, I think they're a little trippy. I think they're sci-fi. I just think they're great. The Angel series, and just there's really too too many to name and too many to give justice to, but he was definitely somebody whose artwork stood out to us. I've been very blessed with some great friends in the North Carolina area who sent me some amazing beers. And Wicked Weeds are one that uh, continually make its way up here. I know now they have distribution in Boston, which is still a good hike for me, but I just love getting them coming up, especially the the Angel series. Red, white, golden, you know, Angel of Darkness. So some great beers, and I love knowing that Hal makes them, you know, the artwork for them. And so this is really, this is really an easy one for us. Hal's an easy guy to talk to, super humble. He's doing some great stuff, and hopefully... As you'll come to learn, he has a friend right located right here in the hometown, home base of the 16-Ounce Canvas. So maybe one day, whether I go down to NC or he comes up to Connecticut, we'll get to have some beers in 3D. But you are listening to the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. This is our interview with Hal Golson. Check it out. Let us know what you think. Here comes part one. And thank you all for listening. Enjoy. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, here at the 16 ounce <laughs> canvas, we're talking to how he's in North Carolina, and we just want to take the opportunity to, to thank you for joining us. Uh, um,
1: thank you, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, so when we started doing the project. You know, I, I really had a few artists in mind that I really, their work really stood out to me, and that one of those was how's looked. You know, and thought should this be something we do? And I reached out to how, and he asked if we could talk on the phone. And we, you know, we hit it off and it kind of encouraged me to, to move forward with it. And so that was about a month and a half ago. Uh, we've had some great opportunities since then. So I just wanted to kind of thank you for at first taking the time to you know, reaffirm that what I was doing was a you know, positive and just for making yourself <laughs> available to be part of it.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, AJ. I appreciate you. You want to talk to me.
0: And for those scoring at home, it's a, it's a small universe, you know, or the... The home base here is we're in Shelton, Connecticut, which most folks don't know. But uh, one of Hal's best friends is is local. So it kind of uh, – it, it was the universe once again telling me that we were doing the right thing. Yeah. So it's kind, of,
1: kind of crazy. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, um, yeah, that was, that, was, that was a pretty wild uh, c- convenience there.
0: <laughs> right. Whenever you describe where you're from, I mean, I'm born and raised in Philadelphia, so no one really – you don't have to really tell people where that is. But when you, when you live in a more, you know, smaller town – you kinda of had to use the the bigger, more uh well known areas to describe right. and I said, Ah, oh, this small town you never heard of it. It's near New Haven. And you're like, Shelton? Yeah. I was like, uh was like,
1: Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's funny. It is a small world. Yeah. All yeah. yeah. yeah, right.
0: So so how are things going? How, how you been?
1: Uh doing pretty good. Uh, I'm, I'm just making a beer label actually, right? When we called, um, so, uh, you know, just real busy with that stuff. Uh, you know, I've been branching out to other things too. Um, you know, so I'm, I've been doing a lot of stuff. I was just doing some work for Yogi Tea. Um, they're doing it. The, um, they're rebranding their packaging and I'm drawing their little yoga poses, I guess on the side of those. so, you know, I do a variety of different things, but, uh, but I've been keeping busy and, um, you know, it seems like there's always something to do. So, um, I can't complain.
0: Excellent, and if you get a chance, folks, check out uh, we'll have it up on the site and everything HalGolson.com you can really see the extent of Hal's portfolio, you know, from doing work with Adult Swim, doing some other labeling and packaged goods, so it's really kind of uh, I would really encourage really people
1: think- also to go to the, uh, sorry to interrupt you I would encourage people to go to my uh, my Facebook uh, illustration page Golson illustration, you'd see more of the beer work there, um, unfortunately I don't you know, I don't update my website very much. In fact, I think it's like five or six years old. But uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I would encourage to go people to go go to Facebook as well, and see more artwork there.
0: Excellent, and I, and I was that's kind of been a running joke with a lot of the artists is that the website is the one thing no one has ever said they're not busy, but everyone's website is kind of like well. I haven't got a chance, so it's a good sign of a. Yeah, everybody hard. says
1: that. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, it's just that thing. You know, that's that's how it is. You know, I'm like, too busy doing other things, and I don't know. It's just making a website is such a such a humdrum kind of, <laughs> especially right. for me. I, I just uh, I just really despise having to do that. So <laughs> probably yeah. one of the reasons I haven't done it.
0: Right. <laughs> I, th- I think if you see an artist's website that's been updated within the last six months, then they're probably. Uh, Available to work on some projects,
1: <laughs> right? You haven't—you yeah, haven't been very busy lately.
0: <laughs> yeah. Excellent. So, as an artist, can you give a little bit about your background, you know, how you got started? You know, your your portfolio is pretty robust, but just kind of take uh, us back a few years.
1: How I got started. How I got started professionally, or how I got—yeah, just, how, I yeah, just how the artist. It. You
0: know, when you were younger, uh, when you realized that.
1: Well, I grew up. Um, you know, I spent a lot of time indoors. I wasn't like an outdoors person at all. Uh, and, uh, I read a lot of comic books, uh, specifically like, uh, French comics, um, Mobius, um, some of the, um, guys that you'd see in, in heavy metal magazine. I read a lot of that. And then I read, uh, you know, like, um, you know, comics in general, but, you know, like, uh, the Conan, um, Savage Sword of Conan comic books, um, a lot of sci-fi. And it just really got me into drawing. You know, I've always, uh, tra- always had a, a knack for drawing, I guess, but that's what made me want to continue doing it. People like um, Mobius and uh, all the stuff that you see in the old heavy metal magazine and um, you know sci-fi and fantasy um, artwork and really got me into it. And, um, I'd, I, I could probably say without that, I would, I might not be doing this right now. So that's uh, that's always awesome. the biggest influence is is those comic books I read as a kid. And plus uh-huh. I, I played a whole lot of Dungeons and Dragons and so that that kind of informed a lot of things that I did throughout my childhood. <laughs> <So>.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Then have you ever dabbled in writing your own comic book or you know, just or even just kind of You know what about that? Forward?
1: Um yeah, I I have sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, I have. Um uh I, <laughs> I I've I've given it up. Uh I gave it up pretty pretty quickly because of the amount of work that's <laughs> um I'm sort of like an idea kind of guy. i like to get an idea out on paper and then move on to the next idea. And um comics are so labor intensive and so uh, like they're not they're un they're people are not thanked enough for it. <laughs> yeah, monetarily or anything else. They work way too hard I think for uh for uh for what what you get out of it, I think, uh, personally. So, no, I, I've I've long since given up making comic books.
0: Your comic, I, yeah, your comic books are like four pages of one, yeah, one one picture on each page. It's like, there you go.
1: Yeah. Right. I just, I, yeah, I don't have the patience, and I don't, I, I like I said, I, I like coming up with cool ideas and just sort of going on to the next idea instead of making up a whole kind of prosaic story about something. I, you know, I'm, I'm much more about the image, Uh, The one image rather than sequential images, I guess.
0: Yeah, I can see the repetition in a way. If you have that unique drawing or imagery to have to repeat it over and over again, it might kind of thin it out a little bit also. It's kind of like, okay, I had to draw this guy with arm moved a little bit or yeah. action now or doing that, but like by the 10th well, time. Well, some people know. have,
1: I mean, thankfully some people have that mentality and that's why we have comic books and that's why I'm drawing now because someone had that mentality at some point. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely appreciate it. Um, it's just something that I just, I can't do it. And <laughs> I,
0: I think that's also, it's a, to be able to just look at yourself, you know, your craft and realize how you, you know, you, you tried it, you said, okay, and that makes you appreciate it more but also realize that, you know, it's not for everybody. So I think that's, I think you've, I think you find your niche. I think you're doing quite well.
1: Well, it's, uh, gosh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not complaining now. I'm, I'm really, I'm really enjoying the work that I'm making right now. So I, I, I have no complaints at all. You know,
0: now, now, for any, for the commercial stuff, how does that, you know, how does that come to be? I mean, do you, are you just, well, re- I, you know,
1: I went to school for, for illustrations. Um, I went to Rhode Island School of Design and, and I learned, you know, a was in, in, in the illustration department, and you know, we learned, you know, certain ways of of, of making commercial art. And, um, you know, so I came out of school and, you know, had a, started a career of, you know, doing, I guess, commercial illustration, really, um, you know, whatever anybody wanted me to do, it wasn't, it wasn't wasn't usually what I wanted. It was usually what they wanted me to do. They wanted me to draw a sailboat. So I drove a sailboat and you know, you'll see that in my portfolio, you know, a lot of that sort of dry, you know, commercial art, um, which I still do, you know, that's, it's bread and butter. And, um, but recently, you know, I've really gotten to be able to, uh, express myself or, um, and, uh, do a lot of work that I think is, uh, important to me. And, um, and I think people are responding to it, so that
0: makes me happy too. I think it's a great way. Yeah, that makes you happy. That that's that, you feel. Yeah, that's awesome to hear it put that way. Yeah. From a from an aesthetic standpoint, from a, the you know the non you know artsy person who would you know I have that's yeah, not my forte, and I probably would butcher your stylings if I tried to describe it. You know, but how would you describe your the art that makes you happy is aesthetic. Oh,
1: um, how am I to describe. Um,
0: it does give me some well, joy. That I mean, am not sure either.
1: Well, it's definitely informed by those things that I was talking about earlier that influenced me as a kid, you know, that all that science fiction, just weird kind of stories that were in, in, in heavy metal magazine or, you know, Epic Magazine or all those weird magazines that came out in the seventies, eighties, um, which just strange stories and just strange drawings that didn't make any sense. You know, <laughs> um, yeah, it really, really intrigued me, and um, you know, uh, just just fantasy and, and science fiction art, you know, in general, you know, mixed with this sort of surreal, sort of psychedelic um, um, aesthetic, I guess. Um, you know, maybe that's a good description of what I do. Um, all
0: right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Explain it. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that the the science fiction, you know, the and the, the the images are always are all to me very vivid, just with your choice of color palette, the line definitions. They, 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 they're. Th- almost three dimensional when they're on a flat surface. If that makes sense, they have that kind mm-hmm. of depth to them that makes it that really stand well, out.
1: I, I definitely, you know, I definitely want to create something. Like, I, you know, I'm a, I feel like I'm a designer as well. I want to design objects and things and 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 things that are, like you said, like they they are they could be real. Like you could maybe print that out 3D and you know it's a real thing that I've sort of designed on 2D surface and um, I think I'm, I've am always been into that I, I really want to describe something to the point where it could be a real thing you know it's it's not just sort of playing around with the 2D or playing around with the materials or whatever it's actually really sort of really designing something and um, I've always been I've always been intrigued by by that kind of thing, architecture design of all kinds really um, so maybe that's what you're responding to
0: yeah, I th- yeah, I think there's yeah, I think it's you know, a label is that and it's, you know, the obviously the contour of the of the bottle of the can gives it a you know unique layout. But I just think it's you know, I've always been drawn even to a lot of the sidewalk chart art- artists who are able to make make even the sidewalk or just allow it to have the the, the famous ones where it looks like you're, you know, falling down a hole but oh, you know, right. and you walk up to it and you're like, Oh, Wow, like just the way that they use their lines and, you know, get creative. Yeah, a lot of your work has that.
1: Do you see that in, in my work, then?
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm or not falling into a hole, but I definitely think that just the... Yeah. It has that, yeah. you know... Yeah, where, scared of falling into the beer. Right, right. I'm ready, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, ready, I'm ready to dive in. But, yeah, a lot of them... <laughs> and I... Yeah, a lot of them have that, you know, especially kind of the, you know, the Angel series and a few of the other ones where they're more of the... Oval based labeling versus the rap. I think that really mm-hmm. kind of you know has has that depth to it. You know, for me, uh, you know, which which is really what drew me is draw me into your your work. I think there's there's two styles that there's the those kind of badge styles they have, and the the some of the more one other ones. I feel recently have you know, had more of a, a rap to it.
1: Well, um, with with Wicked Weed, they've got their sour program and. I've I sort of developed this, <clears throat> excuse me, the style for for that one, um, and for for that series. And then they're clean, I kind of went with a sort of, um, you know, a, a line, an engraving kind of, it's a little bit more modern than, than, than that, than, you know, the traditional engraving style, but that's, you know, what I was going for, for that. So for them, I've done two different styles and then there's another style that I did for the barrel age, which is more of a sort of a painterly style. So to sort of differentiate all of the three different three different styles or series as it appears, um, we kind of beers, we kinda went that route.
0: Yeah, and I think that when you see the bottle, you see yeah, it kinda of, but just by which label it is, you know that it falls into one area of Wicked Weed's focus.
1: Yeah, that that was the idea. And um you know, to to whatever effect we <laughs> we that's the what we chose to do. Um I, uh, I, I don't um I don't really prefer either one of them though I think I think um some of the labels on, on in each of those styles uh, are some of my favorites um i I, uh, I don't I don't really play favorite actually
0: you you love all your children right
1: <laughs> well not all of them some of them I don't like so much but <laughs> yeah, right. you know you got you, you got a deadline you know you, you got to put it out and you know, thankfully I have not I fallen you know flat on my face, yet, yeah, I don't think, um but you know, when you got all these beers coming out, I mean that that we could read Bury is this guy got so much energy and they put out things like every other every other week, really, and you know these things get turned out so quickly, and uh in order to keep up the quality it's uh it's really a, it's really a hustle, and um but like i said I, I don't. You know, some that I don't particularly like as much as others, but uh, I, I would say that I don't that I'm glad that I, that I've at least pulled through on all of them. <laughs> at least right. in my in my assessment.
0: Now, the the ones that aren't your favorite, do you go back to them and say? can I get another shot at that or is it kind of like that just looks,
1: uh, you know, I used to say that, but now it's just so much momentum and stuff that, you know, unless I feel like I've just completely fallen on my face, which thankfully I, I haven't felt like that yet. Um, but, you know, sometimes things happen where, you know, the color is just wrong, but usually it's a printer thing. So I don't even, you know, I, I take it on my shoulders maybe because I chose that color, or whatever, but usually it's because the printer can't print it or, you know, it, something happened in the, in the printing or the packaging or whatever, um, that needs to be changed. And, um, you know, we'll go back and revisit that kind of stuff. But, you know, I, you know, there, I guess there, there might be some that I'd want to revisit, but, uh, you know, at this point, I'm, I'm actually quite happy with the, with the body of work actually. So, um, I can't even think of one that I would change right now as the speech.
0: There you go. That was I was gonna. You lobbed it up. I was just gonna ask you if you had one that was. Uh, yeah, that was gonna drive you crazy, and then we'd make that the cover photo for the interview and just kind of you know poke at you. Yeah. At <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, you know, I there are a few that that are sort of thorns in my side, but like you know, like I said, you know what, what can you do? You know, you, just, you you've, you've got deadlines, and we just you gotta just power through. You know, and I think a lot of artists should should think that way maybe um, you know just make the art really and you know you know run it up the flagpole and see what people say and then just move on to the next one you know and and just try to uh, develop what you're doing and you know don't don't ruminate too much I think on, on what you could have done or ruminate on specifically changing something that you've done before you know I, I think um, you know, it's a losing proposition in the end I think uh, it's just better to look forward I think
0: yeah, I agree. And also it gives a a timestamp of a point in time and it doesn't always you know, in life. It's not always a perfect, you know, delivery every time. Absolutely. Yeah, and I oh, that,
1: absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, that's true. Sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, I, I, you know, it's funny whenever I look at artwork, and I think maybe other artists are like this too, but when I look at it, I can remember when I was making it, like I can remember specifically where I was sitting or what I was doing, um, And uh, like you said, it's like a snapshot in time. You know, maybe that week I wasn't feeling so good or that week I was too busy or or whatever. And, um, you know, I've just kind of learned to let that be, I guess.
0: Right, or it could be that you're learning a new style or a new way to a different color run or trying a new palette and you took a chance and like you said, maybe it didn't bleed the way you thought or when it printed out in the specific bottle it didn't and you can say, okay, I know that this one well it's not my favorite it helped me to make this one and this one better because I didn't do this or vice versa so
1: or, or you know you made a choice that wasn't so good for the beer you know maybe that was it didn't sell the beer or, or it wasn't wasn't the correct color or wasn't the wasn't the right thing to do for that series or or whatever but like I said thankfully I haven't, I haven't fallen on my face <laughs> you know I might have made a few um, you know mistakes here and there you know continue to do that but you know, I think in general, you know, I'm sort of guiding it in the right direction, I believe.
0: Right. And you're to be be honest, you're your own biggest critic, so I think that also Absolutely. has to be through a you know a tinted lens a little bit.
1: Absolutely. And there is a there is a certain amount of ego attached to, you know, the work because it is sort of it's hard not to like um collapse your work with who you are, you know, like this is who I am, you know, and And it's, it shouldn't be quite that important, I don't think, (laughs) you know, I mean, obviously I want to put out a good product and I want people to look at it and think that it's great. Obviously, obviously I want that because that's what I'm putting my effort into. And, um, but I, I, you know, I'm, I'm hesitant to collapse it with who I am as a person. It's not, not, not my entire identity. I think beer labels are not my entire identity. (laughs)
0: Yes, I, if, yeah. That would be that would make for a pretty pretty sad, you know, existence. You're like, okay, <laughs> you know, you're, you're like calling the brewery. What's next? I, I, you know, I really need to make another label today. And
1: right, yeah, not, but you know, like I said, you know, there's got to be a certain amount of you attached to attach it. Of course, you know, but definitely want it to be good. And I want people to say that they like it. You know.
0: I think, yeah, uh, I think that's human nature, right? Anything we you like when somebody listens to this, I hope they're going to say, wow, this is really interesting and I enjoyed it. And the, like I said before, when you told me you were interested and you thought it was a good idea, you know, I respected your art. So implicitly you approving the idea helped me m- move forward with it. And, you know, so, so I think it's, yeah,
1: it's human well, I'm, nature. I'm happy that it worked out that way. Because yeah. I think, uh, you know, I, like I said, I, I, I'm interested to hear other artists have to
0: say. Yeah, exactly. Me too. And that's, I think, when I look at it, I look at, obviously, I think packaging is a huge part of it. And, you know, I have a marketing background and, you know, you look at it. But I think in the craft beer, I think it's a different, it's, a, it's almost at a different level. I mean, there's those ones that, because a lot of these are brewery only releases and they're special and I think to have special artwork kind of really ties it in it's, you know I wish some of these beers that you're making labels for were a little bit easier for me to get up here but uh, you know it's you know that's I at least think it, it makes it a more special experience especially some of these beers you know I know for me it's a it's a social uh, piece to, to enjoy a beer and sharing that harder to get beer or beer that I know somebody would like and so it just brings it kind of all together. It's and I, so that's to me, it's a communal and a social aspect of it too.
1: Yeah, um, I, I, that occurs to me. I have a question for you. Do you, do you? You're an enthusiast of beer label art, obviously. Do you, do you have a collection of bottles? Do you keep the bottles?
0: Like I started to do that, but um, happy wife, happy life, and so I just. Yeah. You know, I, 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 um, I have a lot of photos I, mean, I do take pictures of them and, uh, I store them and I keep them and mm-hmm. I have different links and, you know, social things that I keep and keep track of. You know, I definitely try to find who does the artwork and then follow them as an artist on various social platforms. So, right. I did, yeah. keep it digital. Yeah, until until I have the proper you know man cave man cave you know but one yeah. of the hopes one of the hopes of this for me is to, you know is you know, I think at some point I would love to have prints or pieces you know of, or sketches of of these labels you know and have them you know nicely framed in, you know in my home or something like that or right. an area to to show them and thinking of you know or art or maybe by just talking, maybe an artist decides to do a show and has, you know, you know, does something like that. I, I, that's my kind of hope from it is I would, you know, there's a few, few of them who have different stores or, you know, make, you know, things available here and there. So I try to keep an eye on that. And that's kind of the, the new, the new goal for me. Mm. So if you set up a store shop, you know, just drop me a link and let me know. (laughs) Um, now, you before you're talking about sometimes you rush, some you know how how the process, how is the process for you as an artist working with the brewery in terms of upcoming releases, you know, scheduling, uh, which ones you will work on, that type of thing? <clears throat>
1: well, um, are you talking about Wiki in particular or like, i' I've I work with several different breweries. so
0: yeah, let's stick to,
1: to, to general, Wiki man, people do things differently. I mean, especially in the beer world, I think. You know, in the beer world, you run into people who have never worked with artists before. Um, they haven't, they probably haven't even had a business before. And a, a lot of times, um, they, you know, they just want to start a, a brewing business because they can brew beer and it seems like things do. Um, so for the most part, it's, they're, they're kind of new to this whole, <laughs> whole thing. Um, so they kind of let me sort of, show them what they want. Um, usually, that happens in beer. Um, in other industries, it's a little different. Sometimes they tell you exactly what they want, and you just sort of nod and do it. Um, in beer, it seems like uh, they're open more. I think you know they're more open. And I think you know on beer labels, you can show, you can be more, you can do a lot of different things. Is what I'm trying to say, you can, you can be wild and creative and just do really, really out there kind of stuff where you probably couldn't do that on a you know a, a soap box or a, <laughs> you know <laughs> something more dry than that um, but as far as the process goes um, um, well let's just talk about Wicked Beauty in particular um, you know they'll, they'll tell me what kind of beer it is um, and you know I'll, I'll want to know what the ingredients are I want to know what's in it I want to know what the ABD is I want to know what style of beer it is um, sometimes if it's something that I don't know about, like recently, there's, we has been doing a lot of, uh, sort of cocktail inspired beers that, you know, I, I haven't, some of them I haven't tasted. So I don't, I don't really know where, where they fall into, like, as far as demographic, who's going to buy it, who, who wants this, because I got to think about that too. Like who, who's going to respond to this label, who, who's going to drink this, um, beer. You know, sometimes I, I have to think about that as well um, to try to appeal to them. Um, so once I get all that sort of information, um, I, uh, I'll just work up some ideas, really. Um, and I think about color a whole lot. You mentioned that before uh, about the color palettes that I use, you know, I, I, it's, it's really important. It's almost more important than what's on the label um, to me sometimes um, to get that color palette correct and um, something that you can respond to before you even really actually see what the uh, content of the illustration is. Um, I, I, was, I think it's really important to get that um, correct, I guess, <laughs> you know, before you get into it. But, um Luckily, um, luckily, uh, people like Wikipedia allow me to basically do what I want to do. So, and, and it, it appears to be working for them. So, (laughs) so, uh, so that's, that's, that's sort of the, the luckiness of of that situation. Um, now other people are a little bit different, they have a more sort of a tighter idea of what they want and what they need, um, And they're not interested to hear about my weird ideas. (laughs) So,
0: well, yeah, maybe when you're restrictive for the non-openness to the weird ideas, it allows when you're allowed to let your your freak flag fly, so to speak. You know, lets it kind of let you go a little wilder, I guess, because you. are So they should probably, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: The 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 great thing about all of it is that you know that you get a lot more rewards for being. For, for taking the risk, you know, like a lot of this, some of the stuff is pretty risky, I think. Um, and, and, and thankfully within the beer industry that, you know, risks are, you know, you, you don't, you can't fail t- too much, but, but still, I think some of the, some of the things I, I think mo- I just, actually, I think the most, the mo the, the ones that people like the most and the ones that are the most successful I think are the ones where I just realized well man, I was just like oh, how about this you know like <laughs> and just like just sort of went overboard and and it, it was taking that risk that got you got got the most rewards um, so I, I mean I learned a lot about that um during the process and um In the same token, I'm I'm sensitive about not doing something, um, not making something weird for weirdness' sake. You know, I I really need, I really feel it's important to ground it in something that's real, and um, I think that's why people respond to it so much. It's not just plain strange. You know, it's it's rooted in in something that's appropriate to to the beer and to, to the whole um, Wicked Weed sort of mindset, I think.
0: Yeah, I think it's kind of like, a, for lack of a better, a controlled chaos. Like it's not just, you know, you're just not just throwing it out there. But yeah. And I was look, I was yeah,
1: looking... I, I mean, I show a lot of restraint, you know, in doing that. I, I do need to control, you know, and, and make sure that my composition's good, that there's not complete nonsense going on.
0: Now, is there someone or is it, you presented to the brewery or, or the client. I mean, we'll talk Wicked Weed in this example, but were they like, how oh, you got to come back to earth a little bit here." It's kind of too crazy. Or have you?
1: Well, you know, honestly, Wicked Weed's never said that to me before. Um, and honestly, also, I've never even, I've never even tried to do these sort of psychedelic, strange um, concepts with with other people. I, I just, I didn't. I don't even go there <laughs> because I, I I just I'm just assume that's not what they want, you know they don't. Um, and, and with wicked weed, it was hilarious. I say I, because I, I had the first label I did for them was Black Angel, and I, I had all these angels, all these like um, you know really classically styled sort of angels and dark, uh, you know, but very kind of baroque and like you know just showing them all these different sort of angels. And, uh, they were like, well, you know, this is cool, but what would you do? And I was like, do you really want to, you know, (laughs) and they're like, yeah, we'll just show me what you do. And I showed it to them. And one of the guys was like, yeah, mm, no, we're going to have to dial that back. And so I was like, okay, yeah, just uh, that's what I expected. And then the other, the other brother, um, Luke, he saw it. He's like, yeah, (laughs) he's like, we, we can't use this. Like what? Because the other brother was saying, "Nah, you don't want, you don't want this. It, you know, it's just, it's just too out there, or whatever." And then the other brother was like, "Totally on board." So, thankfully, that it happened that way. Because then I just, you know, I, I realized what I was dealing with here, and um, and uh, you know, thankfully, it, thankfully I was allowed to do all these all these beer labels for them. <laughs>
0: All right, all right. Mr. Hal Golson, I hope you're enjoying the interview as much as I am. What I like about Hal, he's got the southern charm. When he interrupts me, he apologizes. But also, he's very polite, and sometimes when he gets into it, you can hear hear the twang come out. But I just like his perspective on things. He works hard. If you look at his, his sketches and the work he's putting out there, Hal Golson com is is a website. It's got some it's got some fun stuff. Now, Hal won't send you there, but we want to send you there. So check that out first. Then also go to Hal Golson Illustrations on Facebook. We'll link that up, and you can see a lot of the I don't know, they're very detailed. They're they have kind of repetitive patterns. They're they're definitely trippy and science fiction based. And I really I really enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed talking to Hal. You know. And we had a good riff on stuff, and it's fun. There's a, a lot more of that to come in in part two. So excited to share that with you. And he's a, he's a great artist, and he's very humble, easy to talk to, super friendly, and he's just doing good work. It's nice to see, you know, that and learn that about somebody. So when you drink that beer a little bit more, you'll know that you know this guy who's making these great art. Really cares. He's trying to put out something special, and he's a good person. So that you know, I think it's a it's a nice trifecta there for you. I love I love the Angel series. They're you know they're my some of my favorites from from WikiWeed. They do great stuff down there. It's another brewery that's on my to do list, my bucket list. So, folks down in Asheville, I'll be I'll be down there soon. Soon is a relative term, but we will be down there. We will be doing it in person. We'll be doing it together. Remember, I want to thank everybody. I want to thank you, and you, and you, and especially you, for tuning in, for spreading the word. Each week, traffic gets a little, you know, little little boost up. Our iTunes streaming numbers go up. We've gotten some reviews. We thank everybody who's left a review. Really cool to see that. And we just want to thank everybody for being a part of this. I think it's it's growing. I would say probably next week, maybe two, we'll be releasing the next 12-pack of artists. We've got some great artists that we've already been working with, interviewing them, getting it ready for you. Keep this machine rolling. Remember, you check us out via the World Wide Web, 16ozcanvas.com. Check us out via Instagram via the same name, 16oz, OZ for ounces, canvas. Or you can check us out via Facebook. We do have Twitter. It's up. It's going. It's probably not the best place to find us. It's a, it's a work in progress there for you. But it's fun. I think folks are digging it. Remember, when you throw up your beer porn on Instagram, if you, you have roughly, I think, 30 hashtags you use for a photo. Just give us one fucking... Just give us one of those fucking things. Just one. Hashtag 160 oz canvas spread the word it's that easy so do what you do we thank you in advance for that but yeah just give us that that's a good way to share share some love for us we have tell a friend tuesday spread the word every tuesday the interviews come out which i think is really nice because the goal there the theme behind that is to see the visuals if you didn't know hal gulson or if you didn't know wicked weed and you heard this interview, you would think, wow, that AJ guy is a great host. He's a great moderator. He's got a really good radio voice. I mean, all those things are true. But what you wouldn't really understand is Wicked Weed. You wouldn't really understand what Hal's doing there, his aesthetic, the style sheet that he's really bringing to the different styles of beer there. And that, in a way, could ruin the interview for you. So just just take a second go check it out. Hold up on your phone while you're listening to this but Hal Golson is doing some great stuff and I think it's very unique and those beers are damn good so if anyone from Wicked Weed is listening feel free to send me up some we would love to have as many of the angels as we can but that said tongue in cheek that's kind of like haha but no no, that's not why we're here but the beers are incredible WickedWeedBrewing.com. show them some love but hey Thank you so much. We are here each and every week, and we appreciate it. We hope you're enjoying the, the program, hopefully you're enjoying the podcast. It's something fun, it's something exciting, it's something new. We're putting something out there, positive, and hopefully you're taking something from it and putting something else back there. So again, my name is AJ. This is the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast, and here we go. Part two of the Hal Golson interview. Enjoy. Now, how did you come to connect with them?
1: Um, I had—it's yeah, funny. Um, I, I, you know, just just like how it usually is these days. Um, they had seen things that I've done online. Um, I just put up some stuff. Um, you know, my own. Sort of sketches and things. I think I, I think I showed you those on Behance.com dot com, whatever. Um, I, I just put up a bunch of uh, of, of work that i had done, personal work, you know, that i just been working on, um, and just you know, just ruminations and thoughts. And um, that's what they responded to. That one of the people, uh, one of their employees or whoever was in charge of looking for. For the artists, you know, saw it and saw that I lived in the area, and I think that was a big thing for them too. They wanted somebody, they wanted to have a relationship with an artist that was you know, sort of local, and um, so they found me, and and that's 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 what happened.
0: So, so Black Angel was the was the first label you did for them.
1: That was the first one, right? They 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 started bottling the sours way before they started bottling their their clean beers. Um so I did that one, I did Serenity, um, Genesis those are the early ones.
0: Right. Did you I mean I think the Angel series is kinda taken off and those are some of my favorite labels. Um you know, Golden Angel is probably my favorite of those.
1: Oh really? I don't know. People always <laughs> say Red Angel. That's the well, one that everyone from, loves yeah, the most. From
0: a yeah, from a beer perspective, then I was yeah, but I definitely I mean I they're tough. I think they're a great series. The White Angels, another great label, you know, and then the Angel of Darkness. I mean, I think they're, they're all really solid. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I think that that series was really successful, I think, you know, because we sort of made it in and, you know, made it, made them all kind of sort of look the same, but be <laughs> obviously different colors. But, um, yeah, I, I, it was definitely successful, I think.
0: Now, that, how do you pick the animals? They're all kind of they're sci-fi yeah. kind of uh, not, but they all have kind of a basis in it. it looks, they look kind of you know, like a deer, and uh, what's gold angel it looks like a it's, some, it's like a, bird, a smaller type of bird, you know. And white angel like a fox, right?
1: Right. Um, how did I do that? Um, well, uh, initially, like they had told me they had an angel series, and uh, I was. Just not enthused about drawing angels um, <laughs> you know I, it, the connotations of angels and then like a person with wings and you know all this sort of uh, all these ideas that come around angels and everything so I, I just I, I really wanted to, to take take it somewhere completely different so I sort of came up with these sort of strange spirit animals that uh, um, what I had done first I I'd come up with the animal to the uh the deer I, I just came up with a deer because uh I just thought it was, I just thought it was a I just thought it was, a, it was just interesting to me I, I just um uh, it's kind of hard to explain really um so I did the deer and um they liked it so much that they wanted to continue the series of sort of different animals that that were sort of animal spirit um wizards <laughs> you know uh um, so we, I just continued along with that, uh, with that idea. Um, you know, we did golden angel second. And, and so I chose a bird and then with the white one, I wanted to do an owl at first, but, um, I, uh, I just done a bird. So I decided to do the Fox instead because it was white as well. And, um, and then angel darkness is kind of like a, I don't know, a bear, I guess. I mean, it's a, I guess it looks most like a bear or like it's 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 none of those things but <laughs> um it, it, I just I wanted to just turn it into just a geometric mess on, the, on the, you know just like a something that was just kind of just unexplainable really I mean it looks like a jungle gym I guess like a demonic jungle gym with a bear face I don't know it's
0: a uh, it's open to interpretation, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. That that art, that art speak yeah speak to you how, how it must now now yeah. most recently uh, there's uh, the collaboration with with Jester King, uh, Red Atrial, which is the the Red Angel and then the uh, the atrial from from Jester King. Now, how if looking at that label, uh, it it definitely is. You know, it has both you know styles you know, your work and then also you know Josh Cockerel did did you work mm-hmm. with Josh on that how, how did that process um,
1: go? well first of all I didn't I didn't do I didn't have anything to do with that label um, it was we have another um, uh, artist uh, we, we have another artist uh, his name is Jordan Atkinson. and he um, he he's been doing the uh, the the farmhouse ales and um, he was some of the collaborations and he, he worked on that one. Um, so he, he basically took my artwork and, and I believe the artwork of, of the, uh, what was his name? Josh. Just, you can get Josh. Um, uh, and, uh, and put the, those together. Um, yeah, Wikiweed has so they they've got so many gears coming out and, and it's just, I can't do all of them. So we, we realized that pretty early on that I couldn't do everything. So we've got, We've got another, uh, another artist to sort of um, take on that, that other work.
0: So how is that? That's kind of interesting because, like, it, it, that is your kind of deer spirit, you know. And
1: yeah, yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I kind of wish that they would let me do it, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> right?
0: Because yeah, it's. I can see it's just kind of the yeah the collaboration. I mean the the joining of the two images together that were already pre-existent, but that's interesting.
1: Yeah, uh, I hear it's a really good beer too. I haven't tasted it, but I yeah. imagine it's awesome.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then recently the I always put, the names are always hard for me. They should in your artwork you should have like a one of those How to say the how to say the beers names like. Sounds like this spelled out that'd be helpful, but it's always hard for me. The pom pompon pom Uh, yeah, I think the, uh,
1: the way that they say is pompon. Okay. Um. Yeah. That's.
0: Um, now that was that. That's a newer label that was previously just the, the canvas series, the more flat. What, what, right. how, how did that decide to become its own kind of, how production? Well. This is
1: starting to become sort of a, a a theme with them now. Is that you know they'll they'll come out with the canvas series and uh, and most of them become um, become uh, you know full on you know sour beers in the sour series <laughs> excuse me. Um, so I mean a, a lot of them are 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 getting getting the treatment on the full label. Um, um, so and Pampas is one of them.
0: Oh, that's kind of good. so great beer, yeah. by the
1: way. I, I I believe it should be,
0: <laughs> right? So. And I, yeah, I think that I mean, and the same thing was, with uh,
1: with Mont Moretto yeah. and um, you know, a couple of others.
0: Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I think with the canvas ones, I th- to go to your point of how many great beers are coming out with so quickly, I think that not that I mean, sometimes a simple artwork and layout is but those it just allows them to get it out there and then that makes sense of it, kind right. of. If it takes on that's we why we of,
1: did that's why we did the canvas. Um, the canvas label, you know, we made it a whole different canvas label so that you, they could they could spit those out quickly without having to, you know, spend too much time on it. If you know it, they didn't do well, or you know, people didn't like it, or or whatever.
0: Yeah, I agree. Now, there's a great video on Wicked Weeds uh, YouTube, I think, of of you kind of just creating your work. How, what is the typical design size that you work off of? to then and then the process to get it actually to be label size
1: um uh, like how does it start off
0: right yeah um, usually well
1: yeah these um well with the sour ones I it's funny because very little of it is not drawn everything on the label basically is drawn except for um the type I guess. Um, So what I'll do is I'll do a drawing really, really quite large, I guess Um, maybe 18 by 20 or something like really big. Um, And I see other people do their, and when I see their bare label artwork, it's it's like eight by six or something. (laughs) And, you know, I think that's good enough. I mean, because it's being shrunk down, about half of that, but, um, I don't know. I just, I feel like, uh, um, my drawings, I don't know, for some reason they demand me to draw in really big. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to explain that. I mean, cause I don't, I don't, I don't want to spend the extra time if I don't have to, but, but I feel like it deserves it. And I feel like, I feel like it. It make, it does make a difference um, to make them that large and shrink them down that small. And plus, you know, if 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 anyone, you know, if if, I, if we make prints or something at some at some point, uh, they're already large enough, you know, for a poster size. So you got that as well.
0: There you go. Yeah, two birds with one stone.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I usually I usually draw things that are quite large.
0: Think. Um, now, when you start, is it are you using pencils? Do you have you know? Are you paint certain types of color? You know, how, how, what's your medium? <laughs> yeah, some
1: some people have really embraced the digital age, um, such that they don't use paper anymore and they sort of draw. They've got these little. Um, the Wacom uh, makes this Cintiq thing where you can draw straight on the monitor all that kind of stuff. And I, you know, I wish I had one, but, um, but still I I always draw, I always do the first half um, with pencil and paper and, um, you know, uh, like real materials um, and get, and get something. I just feel more comfortable that way. I feel like, I feel like I'm going to get the result that I want that way easier and quicker. And it's more direct for me to, to do it, to, the, uh, the traditional way
0: I yeah I, it's been that's been an interesting perspective some folks like you said have' embraced it and you know I've seen them you know a couple of that face to faces they had their tablet right there and had some special brushes and it was it was amazing to me because I've always thought that transition from the you know on the actual you know paper or painting on the can like that whole. To transform that, the the learning curve I always felt like would be so dramatic for me. If I well, mean.
1: it used to be. It used to be worse than it is now. And now it's getting easier and easier. I'm getting. Sometimes I I like I have this epiphany and I'm like, well, why don't I just do this? Why do I have to scan this in and clean it up and blah blah blah? If I could just do it on the computer, and I think technology is getting to the point where it's becoming easier and easier, and there's less and less of a of a of a disparity between the two. And it's, 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 it's getting easier for, for people to make the leap, I think.
0: That's, it's exciting. I just, yeah, I think it, I always, not even like just learning Photoshop or other softwares, like I know what can be done, but just kind of learning it and making it feel like it's second nature. And I feel art, what, if you're having to think too much about, well, how does this work or how does this technology represent what I'm trying to do that, you know, that's where I always find it interesting that some folks have just been able to not really skip a beat and have it not be uh, okay I'm learning a software it's just more that the software is just
1: right doing, yeah you yeah. know yeah, I think that's what I was kind of trying to say it's become more attuned you know it's, it's just there's less of a disparity between the two now whereas before you have to learn learn how to do it and finagle it and sort of you know, go back after and sort of make it look more like it was real later and <laughs> edit it and stuff like that. But now it's more, more intuitive, I think.
0: Yeah. Uh, one of the gentlemen, uh, Tim, who does some of the work for Veil vale B- Brewing, he had just his little satchel and he said, normally in the past if I was mobile and I knew I'd be drawing, I'd have to bring, you know, 10 or 15 different pens. You know, I'd have like, you know, a backpack or two worth of stuff, and now I've you know a couple, mm. couple clicks, and I can get that, that brush or that you know that texture that I'm looking for. He said, you know, he, he was pretty new on it, so you can kind of it was like a, a kid at Christmas, you know, pretty early on. Yeah. You could just you kind of see like he just kind of had that crack moment where he figured it out, and it was like, this is gonna make things a lot easier because while while he was waiting while I was setting up, you know, he could do, he was just doing some sketching, so it was it was cool to see that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I used to have to have a lot of different materials. For example, I used to do a lot of, well, I still do, but, um, I used to do a lot of scratch board artwork, which is, um, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's, yeah, it's kind a, of scratched into a black board and it scratches into white. So you can make a, a you know, it's, it looks like engraving, but you don't have to actually print anything. It's, it's, um, you scratch it into the board. Um, And, uh, I used to do that a lot and, uh, I used to struggle against it all the time because half of it was trying to, you know, get the drawing onto the board to transfer it on there. Um, you know, struggle with the, uh, the sharpness of the tool, the tool's not working. Um, you know, if you make a mistake, you got to go back in with ink and be careful not to scrape too much away because then it's too much. And, um, but now, um, I just do it on a computer and it looks better, it's faster, I can make infinite changes, and um, and it's just a whole whole new world than it used to be. Uh, I don't have to struggle against anything. So it's a great it's a great day and age to be in for artists, um, you know, to, with with materials, and then also for reference. All I got to do is go on Google Images and search for things to to you know to reference things to draw them. Whereas before, I had to go to a library. Or a, um, you know, search through National Geographic magazines or, you know, just spend a lot of time looking for reference to draw, you know, for, for drawing. Um, and now it's at, the, you know, it's at the tip of your fingers.
0: Yeah, uh, it sounds old, but I remember from you know, high school, I mean, obviously it wasn't art, but you're trying to read a research paper and it's like, you have to go to the microfiche and like it's like yeah just trying right and the card the
2: catalog and
0: <laughs> yeah it's like now you decimal t- yeah right don't you know the Dewey Decimal system <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah
1: it's Tony yeah. and the librarian nice <laughs> <See? Yeah. laughs>
0: yes the world is perfect now How got my my obscure uh, Weird Al Yankovic UHF reference so that was good
1: oh man don't get started about Weird Al Yankovic my right hero.
0: <laughs> Yeah, he's one of those ones like you're like it's so, it's so corny. Then like you hear a couple of songs, and you're like, wow, like that's amazing how he does all that.
1: Yeah, he's quite brilliant. He's quite brilliant. Yeah, he's a, it's not he's not a flash in the pan,
0: obviously. That's it's what I mean. Like uh, when you're when you're years. younger, you're like, oh, this guy's <laughs> kind of just being like, you know, you don't really appreciate it. Then you realize like what what goes into it. Now some artists are like asking him, like, hey, dude, like, kind of pick me, pick me, you know, and. Of well, it stuff, means you've uh, made it. If Weird Al is yeah.
1: a parody of you, that means you're you're a star, right? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. he
0: be like, "Yeah." He's just kind of. It's just, yeah. It's always and they they stick in your head too, you know. Like you, you, Michael Jackson's, you know, you know, bad. You can't stop sometimes and think of, you know, I'm fat. I'm, you know, so it's like, it's no, just,
1: yeah, absolutely, yeah. And some of to me, some of his parodies are better than the originals.
0: So, <laughs> yeah, Amish Paradise. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that, that one. Yeah. I think yeah, the video think the videos of. are good too. That's yeah. the yeah, videos are awesome. No, he's he's quite brilliant, man. I've I've consistently liked him since I was six years old.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. And before we talked, I you know, I, I shared some of the questions we'd asked Cal, and there's definitely there was not a weird Al Yankovic section, so that's just kind of uh this is pretty unplanned and pretty awesome. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Now since this won't be out for probably another month and a half, you said you're working on a label now. You, I, I have to ask, my, as an investigative journalist, that's what I'm going to call myself right now, uh, what are you working on right now?
1: Um, well, it's a uh, another beer. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the Wicked uh, Weed Cucumber beer that they made.
0: Yeah, the, I was um, just looking at the, we talked about before, your the illustration page on uh, Facebook. I was actually... I was looking at that when you were oh, right. talking about the, the cocktail type type of
2: uh
0: series. right.
1: That's that's the original one and they're coming out with an Imperial gin barrel aged version. So I'm I'm working on that right now. It's um it's basically sort of the same elements, but uh the the, the color palette's changed and, and the style is different. So okay. sort of like what I did with I don't know if you're familiar with like uh um so see the shababa, and then the the barrel aged shababa, uh, the pumpkin beer. Um, okay, sort of the same elements, but then I just kind of changed up the style. It's more like a painterly style, and um, yeah, so that, that's the one I'm doing right now. Um, and uh, I just finished one that's uh, the cocktail. Um, it's called Southern Ambrosia, and it's a uh, um, cocktail inspired. Uh, it's like a Gosh, I think it's wine, or is it rum? Rum barrel aged, high ABV, blackberries, cherries, and serrano peppers. Um, so I'm interested to find out what that tastes like. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's like that, like I was saying, like some of these beers, I don't even know what to think of them. But I don't, I don't know what that, that that's like. I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know what style that is. It's like, you know, it's 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 hard to tell until you drink it.
0: Now, as a as a beer drinker, is there certain styles you find yourself drawn to just as a consumer or just in general?
1: Oh, for drinking? Yeah. Uh yeah. Um well, I've kind of laid off the IPAs recently. I, they they give me a uh, like sinus headaches and uh, <laughs> I think something about the hop, it really kind of uh it uh, makes me congested. And it sort of gives me a hangover even if I drink a, a couple of them. So I, I leave those alone. Uh, but recently, and I mean, you know, I, I, I follow season. And recently, I've been drinking the Imperial Stouts, the barrel-aged ones and the regular ones. Um, sort of really gotten into them just because it's wintertime. Um, and, you know, d- drinking the ones that I did labels for, you know, um, it's always exciting to 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 see the new label all you know printed and with a beer in it and, and it's satisfying to drink the beer in it after that but yeah i mean i like i like i like a lot of styles um you know i, I yeah, ever since i have started doing labels I've, I've, I've branched out a whole lot you know because i've learned a lot more about beer um i've actually just become a beer nerd by proxy really you know just because if I you know, I, I, I've been doing, I, I was doing all these labels, so it just, it's got me interested, obviously.
0: <laughs> so. Yeah, and I think that with technology, just, you know, being more, ability to be more aware of the different styles and breweries and brewers taking chances, you know, it's not always a home run, but trying to, you know, unique, you know, takes or s- spins on it. I think it's been, it's been a pretty adventurous time to be a beer drinker.
1: Plus. Plus, Wicked Weed makes it easy because they do they do everything pretty well, and they do a lot of things very well. So, you know, it's, if you want to try a style, you know, when I'm there, you know, usually it's a good example of that style. So, you know, they, they made it easy for me.
0: Yeah, it has to have some perks, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I think one of the first, the first Wicked Weed beer I ever had though is was, was kind of which was the freak of nature, which was, a, which is a, a double IPA. But, and then from there, you know, folks down, down that way sent me, you know, a couple of the angels and, you know, I, I, for a guy, we, we did get distribution in Boston recently. So that's kind of been kind of, kind of weird. In oh, really? In a way.
2: Oh, that's cool. That's
1: cool.
0: Yeah. So that's, it's still kind was, of far
1: away from you. I mean, you don't just go up there right. whatever you want. I mean,
0: no, but it's just kind of, it was just like, okay, all the way down where you are, and, and then in Boston, but, you know, in between. But, you know, the good part about the beer thing I said before, you know, social is, you know, people people for the most part are willing to share. And so I've had a few...
1: Right, and you've got people training a lot these days. Yeah, well, that, didn't, that didn't happen yeah. 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, exa-
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I think... That's been the, the cool part of it, too, is the, is the trading aspect of it. So I yeah we were talking before, you know, the Angel of Darkness. You know, I had a couple of those that I got and love that beer. So it was pretty great. And I always try to trade if somebody has the any of the angels, you know, the, the red or the golden are probably my top. Two from that series. Mm -hmm. This uh, this
1: year's White Angel was quite good too, in my opinion. Yeah, Yeah. just because they got all of the of the Scuppernong grapes that they needed this year, and uh, I I really think that wild grape flavor is something unique. And you know, I think, yeah, I I really appreciate that. (laughs) I love Scuppernongs
0: anyway. Yeah, I I definitely love to get down there at some point. Just kind of, I love to see how how it just happens. So I'm always trying to and check it out so well if you yeah. come down here just give me a call yeah. right i so, cool. come meet you <laughs> I look forward to it now yeah. from a when you're creating you, I, I assume you, do you work do you have a studio or do you work from home
1: um, I work from home at the moment um, it, I've worked in studios before um, but now it's working pretty well for me to be at home i got I've got two young kids and um, it's good for me to be around um you know, if they need to go to a dance class or whatever. Right. Um I'm, I'm real easy to easy to access. <laughs> so um, now, so do yeah, you have was working, working out yeah.
0: for me. Now how's the setup? Do you are you uh listening to tunes while you're working there? Do you have kind of Yeah, like I your... mean
1: I do. Um yeah, well it's funny. Um I I um I don't listen to music quite that much. Um it, it's definitely informed what I do i think it, i think um if, if i had to pick a style that, or a genre that, that has sort of informed what i do it would be um probably like 70s uh british heavy metal or you know like judas priests and Iron maiden you know any of those big metal bands um and then you know um more psychedelic bands uh, heavy psychedelic bands um and I don't know. I think you might—you might have noticed that I like space a lot. <laughs> Dep- yeah. depicting space, and so usually if it's heavy and psychedelic and has something to do with space, I'll probably like it.
0: <laughs> right. Excellent. So, yeah, we yeah. yeah we spoke to uh, David Paul Seymour. He does work for another North Carolina brewery, uh, Burial. He's out of but he's he's oh, out right.
1: Minnesota. Yeah. Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah, he's out of Minnesota, and he's really yeah. It's another guy that's really. Uh, big metal guy he does a lot of
1: yeah you can tell yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah you yeah. can tell he, he we probably like the same kind of music actually
0: yeah you should <laughs> yeah yeah he does that's kind of how he got started and talking about you know architecture and things of that nature i think you, you two guys would uh would hit it off pretty well
1: yeah no, absolutely yeah he's uh yeah his his, uh, his artwork's pretty out there too um yeah it's interesting that um that uh, you know, people are getting some really good artists for for their for for, for the beer labels, and um, it's really um, encouraging society. Yeah, it was. I, it
0: uh, was yeah, good.
1: Yeah, I, uh, were you gonna say something?
0: <laughs> You're probably gonna say something better, so I'll let you go.
1: <laughs> uh, well, yeah, well I don't know, maybe. Nope, no, no um, pressure. <laughs> But I was uh, I was you know just online someone I don't know where I read this but someone made the assertion that, that beer labels are the new album covers and uh, I thought that was a pretty interesting thing to say um, that they would be they would be kind of lifted to that I mean just just by the fact that you're doing a podcast about them you know that means something you know that they're they're being um, lifted to to some sort of um, on some sort of pestle, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that was interesting thing
0: to say. Yeah, because yeah, cause I think I think all the little uh, you know nuances, you know, the ability to you know technology to create the art, uh, you know, at easier distribution of beer and you know graphics is a lot easier. You know, there's more options for printing. So I think people, especially with you know, I think with beer and just kind of in general, is that. It's such a craft. You know, you spend all this time making sure, you know, it's the right, you know, b- you know mixture of, you know, the, the different mater- ingredients, you know, making sure that the the levels are right. And, you know, so you just go through this very detailed process. And I think just to slap it on at, you know, in an old aluminum can or, you know, green glass and just kind of stick it out there like you used to. And that's all you could do. I think now it's like, OK, this is my heart and soul, you know this is the box well, also, that also, the it.
1: popularity of these of these breweries is becoming such that they're almost like rock bands in a way. You know, people have all of their, you know, licensed material or somebody wearing shirts, you know, like they went to, you know, the brewery and they're wearing, you know, people wearing shirts and hats and, you know, just completely nerding out about, you know, a certain brewery or, or whatever. They're almost like they were 70s rock bands, you know. <laughs> you yeah, know, these... Overblown, sort of, you know, and so sort of labels. I, I, you know, I guess it would make sense that their art would be like rock art labels, or, or, art covers.
0: Well, right, because nowadays with that's the one thing it's kind of probably flipped. Like people line up, or in some crazy cases, you know, might even like sleep out for you know the, the yeah, door exactly. open to release. No, I mean,
1: I think the parallels are are there. <laughs>
0: yeah, because I mean that's the one thing with music. You know, I mean you used to. Go to your local Ticketmaster or Ticket Outlet. You try to be the first in line. So that now it's you're just like a you know crazy person hitting refresh you know on your computer, hoping to get in there. But um, I do miss those days. But um, yeah, it's it's exciting. It's really people people are just as passionate as they are. You know, uh, you know the old Stones versus the Beatles you know conversation. You know, people get pretty passionate about their favorite brewery versus this brewery and this release versus that. So no, I agree. For better or for worse, it gets a little crazy, but um, yeah,
1: some people get a little overboard with it. <laughs> it's just beer,
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's like yeah, I, yeah. I've been lucky because like I said you know it's about kind of trading with folks who are like minded. But some of these beers, it's like you want what for that? It's like oh no, it's a, it's okay. Like if I don't have yeah, them that, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, yeah. okay. I'll be okay. Sometimes
1: yeah, Sometimes the prices are just insane, you know, yeah. and you know I'll, I'll you know I might get a bottle of it from from somewhere or whatever and drink it and it might be good but there's no way I'm going to pay that much money for it or you know someone will you know
0: yeah, but, yeah exactly well how I want to uh thank you I thought this was great I really you know appreciate learning more about oh, you yeah, as an artist. I had, artist a, I had a great time AJ Excellent excellent well like I said before we'll you know, keep you updated on the website. Everyone, remember to check out uh, Hal Golson uh, illustrations on Facebook, his website, and we'll get all the links up on there for you. And yeah, just keep keep doing your thing, man. It's really inspiring, and I, I really like the work. And it's it's unique. You know, I think that's always, you know, as an artist, that you have a style that's that's definitely you. You know, I think that you look at those, you wouldn't have to put the name of the beer or the you know the the brewery you're working with on there, and people would know that was your style, and that's you know I think that's pretty. It's one of the things you always you kind of hope for to have something that's unique and that you're proud about. And so I. I
1: well, thanks, thanks so much. That, that means a lot, and you know as long as there are people out there who care about it, I'll, I'll, I'll keep you know keep doing good work. I guess. <laughs> I appreciate right. it. Thank you.
0: Yeah, and yeah, next time there's a collaboration, we we would like to request that um, how be working on that especially uh, just to start it out there yeah. case <laughs> thank you so much uh, all right, man, man. I'll, I'll talk to you soon and if i get down there or you come up to shelton which no one ever in the world does we'll uh we'll get yeah, together well i
1: mean I, I have a friend there to visit anyway so that's not really all that far-fetched
0: so all right buddy and buddy and shelton give me a holler and we'll uh we'll meet up for beers and then we'll uh, entice Hal to come up but uh thanks so much that, i appreciate
1: that it Sounds awesome thank you
0: all right talk to you soon thanks buddy all right bye jay Boom, and there we have it, Hal Golson, the man behind the Wicked Weed Brewing Company, those psychedelic, detailed, vivid labels. I am a Hal Golson fan, so I am joining the fan club. I'm a big fan. Ever see Hal Golson illustrations on Facebook? Yeah, just, just how he approached everything I think it was really insightful and like I said I mean we're going to call it the call from moving forward because I was worried I was going to be asked about different paint strokes or different aesthetics and what I knew and didn't know about art but you know I got on the phone with Hal we you know we hit it off I think it was I I always judge the length of the call and, and how much awkwardness there is or isn't in the call for stuff like that and I think we spoke for about 20, 25 minutes, maybe a little bit longer, and I think it was just a good connection. and made me excited to do this. It made me excited. This is episode number eight, and that's crazy to me. We've had some incredible artists. We're up to eight interviews already, eight episodes, eight postings, and it's just really great. The Ocho, give a little homage to our man Craig uh, Gilbert over there at Nebco. It's just exciting. So I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for being a part of it. Anyone that takes any amount of their time. I mean, I know some sometimes it's become super easy just to click a couple of buttons to share it or like things, but it does not go unnoticed. I, I see every single person that likes a picture. I see every single person that likes a post, and it means a lot to me. All I'm trying to do is introduce some great artists to you beers that we all love and just kind of learn about that. That's somebody's craft, that's somebody's, you know, blood, sweat, and tears. You know, I always joke and say, you know, actually my jokes aren't really that great. Blood, sweat, and beers. But it just, it's just really great to, to see that, to meet them, you know, to learn about them. And it's been a great experience so far. So once again, my name is AJ Cairns, and you are listening to the 16-ounce canvas The Art of Craft Beer Podcast. We are here each and every week. Our new episodes go live every single Friday. You can find us via the World Wide Web. You can also find us via iTunes, via Stitcher, Google Play Music, that weird random app that you have that plays podcasts, or just download it from the website. Whatever you do, make sure you have a cold one. Make sure you're with a friend and enjoy it. Because I think we're doing something special here, something unique, and we're glad that you chose to be a part of it. So until next week, thank you so much. We are going to leave you with a preview of Episode 9. Not 1, not 2, not 3, not 4, not 5, not 6, not 7, not 8, 9 episodes. That is crazy to me. But this episode will feature Tim Skerber. He's doing great work down at Vale Brewing Company. Had the pleasure of meeting him in 3D down at the brewery in Richmond, Virginia. Congratulations, Savail, celebrating their first anniversary! But once again, you're listening to Sixteen Ounce Canvas, and here is a preview of Episode Nine featuring Tim Skirvin, Vale Brewing Company. I
2: didn't mean to bring this up on purpose, but when I was a sophomore, or actually. When I was a freshman in college, Matt had called me and was like, hey, man, my band needs a bassist. We're about to do these big tours, blah, blah, blah. And I almost dropped out of college to join Matt's band. And I totally (laughs) hadn't even thought about that in so long. Yeah. That is hilarious. Um, Come
0: back full circle.
2: Yes. So Matt and I have known each other for a long time. Okay. Um, He, I, I had, again, it's like where I'm from in Virginia Beach, you've got the seven cities. So it's like, Virginia Beach, Norfolk, Portsmouth, Chesapeake, Newport News. Uh, I'm totally going to blank in the are not. They're not listening. They'll yeah.
0: If you're in the seventh city, we, we, we exactly, apologize. Yeah, the
2: 757. Um, but yeah, so Matt uh, is from Chesapeake, and I had a couple of friends that I played music with. Um, and I've also played in bands for a long time, so that was another part right. of my life. Um, and... Yeah, so Matt was like a periphery acquaintance that I had no- I've i known for a long time. He's been, we both played in metal bands for a stint, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, which is funny, because I don't know if he would want me to talk about our early <laughs> metal bands, but <laughs> it's like, it's embarrassing in a good way.
0: Hey, folks. Thank you again for checking out the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. We record our episodes usually about Six to eight weeks uh, before they go live So a lot of things can can happen uh, in that time period You know, Luke at uh, Spiteful, he moved on to other opportunities And then most recently we saw with Wicked Weed that they were just purchased by AB InBev That's pretty hot off the presses We decided to come back and edit the, the episode to just give you some information as we've said from the get-go, we are a beer agnostic project. And while I love the beers from Wicked Weed, the real focus here on what we're trying to do is on how, not on Wicked Weed. And so while in some ways they're synonymous, our focus here at the 16 ounce canvas is on the art. And a lot of folks, you know, work really hard to make the great beer. You might have a, an opinion on the A B. You know, Inbev acquisition. Personally, I think it's unfortunate. I don't think it necessarily will impact the beer. You know, I mean, you can argue that'll make distribution better. That maybe the prices will go down. Both of those things, distribution may increase, but the prices usually don't go down. And the reason, folks, myself included, don't love the acquisition, is not about the small business getting rich and you know working hard and and living the dr- American dream. It's just kind of all the extra bullshit that goes on with A B and when they acquire these companies, what goes on behind the scenes, a lot of the political stuff with lobbying for laws that keep the small craft beer you know, craft breweries down. So that's really where we are with it. But I just want to reiterate once again, we are beer agnostic. Our focus here is on the artists. So this public service announcement has been brought to you by AJ and the sixteen ounce canvas. Tell your friends, one six O Z. Canvas.com. Until next week, thanks.